Welcome to Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State University Athletics. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander. Today, we're going to switch it up. Typically, I come on, I give you an intro, and we dive right into an interview. I'm switching it up because Tuesday, the Big South Conference held its 2020 Football Media Day, which of course KSU participated. Head coach Brian Bohannon, linebacker Bryson Armstrong, and quarterback Tommy Bryant were the KSU representatives. I think they gave some interesting answers, not only from a media perspective, but if you're tuning in from a fan of info that you want to either hear or you want to know and you're generally curious about that I think is important to relay today. So what we're going to do is uh, I picked out some of, I thought, the most interesting answers from Tuesday's media session, and I'm going to splice them up. I'll preface it with what the question was asked as well as some other details to kind of back up why I thought their answers were interesting. So it's different, but I hope you'll enjoy it. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State University Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. At the beginning of Tuesday's Media Day session, the Big South released its preseason poll as well as its preseason squads, and of course, Kennesaw State was heavily represented in both areas. Starting out, the Owls were picked the preseason favorite of the Big South for the fourth consecutive year. That's only behind Liberty as far as the most consecutive years as a preseason favorite when the Flames had five a decade ago. So four straight years, the Owls are the preseason favorites. KSU had eight members on the preseason All-Big South teams, headlined by preseason Defensive Player of the Year, linebacker Bryson Armstrong. He was named the preseason Defensive Player of the Year for the third straight season. He's coming off a fantastic 2019 campaign in which he led KSU, had almost 100 tackles, he had 95, 12 TFLs, and three and a half sacks on the season. Interestingly enough, he was the only defensive player that was honored on the preseason Big South list. If you remember, KSU ranked number three in the nation in total defense last season, as well as returning seven starters. So that part was a little bit surprising. But on the offensive side, there are plenty to go around, mainly the big men up front with three players on the offensive line named first team, Chris Dye, Jake Lasseter, and William Nanafabu. So you'll hear from Coach Bo, Bryson, and Tommy in today's episode. And again, I'll set up each question and give you a few nuggets leading into it. So let's go ahead and get started. Here's the opening remarks from head football coach Brian Bohannon. And I appreciate everybody joining us today on a good virtual uh, media day. This is the virtual world we're in now. So it's um, we've become a little better at navigating our way through it. But uh, just came out of a walkthrough with our guys this morning. It's just always it's always good to be out uh, practicing, doing some kind of football at this point in time. Obviously, we're in a unique situation uh, in the middle of a pandemic that's been going on. And we're trying to navigate that. Um, I'll be honest with you, as far as our reaction to uh, preseason, uh, honestly, with our program right now, the expectation is to finish uh, at the end of the year at the top, and we don't really pay a whole lot of attention to the beginning, not to take away anything from any media or any voting, none of that at all, but in all honesty, the way our program's structured, it's, we want, we're we're more about the end game than we are the beginning. Um, You know, we're appreciative 
Um, but I don't know that I've heard one kid say anything about it or one coach say anything about it. I think it, ultimately we want to finish in the right spot at the end to give ourselves an opportunity um, to play further in the playoffs to continue on to hopefully play in January at some point in time is the, is the end goal for our program. And um, that's been that way from day one. So that, that really hasn't changed, but um, we're, we're just excited about hopefully the opportunity to play. I think that's the, you know, it's uh that's, that's kind of what's out there. That's kind of the elephant in the room, I guess, for everybody, but we're excited about the opportunity. And I think media day always kicks things off and kind of gets your, your blood flowing a little bit that, you know, it's time for football. And that's always exciting part of media day. So often you hear coaches talk about intangibles, things that you can't exactly reach out and put a price on and quantify. Two things that Coach mentions as far as intangibles go are the way that this program has really embraced COVID-19 is you got to look at the bright side. There's got to be some positives that you can take away out of this. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of limitations of what you cannot do, but through this all, Find ways to get better. Find ways to use it to your advantage. So Coach Bo gives us a big picture view of what happened throughout this offseason and boils it down into two intangibles that this team took away. Um, And I think a couple things got accomplished. Um, A lot of Zoom meetings. And and, and the Zoom meetings were some football, but I'll be honest with you, it was more welfare checks than it was anything. You got guys spread out everywhere, kind of seeing how they're doing, what's going on with them. And it gave us a chance to really slow down a little bit. And I think our team probably came together and got to know each other better in some ways than we maybe would have prior to this um, because it, it was unique. We, we had meetings every week. Uh, there was unit meetings going on at the same time. Um, so I think one thing I, I feel like we got was some, some guys came together and got to know each other a little bit better during that time. And I, I tell you the other thing for all of us, and I think this would apply to probably everybody, I think in life you, you take things for granted sometimes, and when you lose things that you love, that you never thought you would have, you appreciate them a lot more. You know, the ability just to show up and have a meeting with a group of individuals is we, we, it's hard to do right now. Uh, going out and practicing, it's, it's hard to do right now. So these things and having a chance to play football and do the things that we love to do, which is interacting with kids and and communicating and doing those things, which is what I love about it. You know, when, when you lose that, I think it makes you appreciate it more, and I think it makes you a little more hungry uh, for the opportunities you do have. So I think those are probably two things, you know, between the time um, we shut down and then, you know, we, we started getting kids back on campus July 1, um, and we started walkthroughs on the 24th, um, but we've been virtually meeting and we'll, we, we'll be virtually meeting for the time being. I mean, I don't, I don't see that changing at all. So we just got to learn to adapt. And this, this deal right now, you just take it day by day. It's kind of cliche. You just try to win the day and move to the next one. Cause um, there, there's a lot going on and, and, and you got to kind of navigate it and try to stay positive. The next question that coach fielded was related to what changes the program is making as far as safety protocols and how it structures its practices and walkthroughs. I was out there for the first day of walkthroughs last Friday and from the get go walked in, even I had my temperature taken on a forehead thermometer. There was two hand sanitizer stations. I came in with a mask. Every single player that I saw walk through there on their own had their mask on. They looked locked and ready to go. And then as I stood back behind the fence, 
the Perch, along with our assistant AD for communications, David Bell, and our photographer, Kyle Hess. So we were all there. We had our masks on about six feet apart. Watching the team warm up, it's so different. They were out there. It seemed like a, about five-yard boxes from each other. So no one was right next to each other when they were loosening up. And it's different. It's different, but they are COVID adjusting to football in 2020. I think they've done some really smart things, and Coach Bo touches on it here. Well, I mean, I'm we've been working our way through that, and I think you know, obviously, meeting wise, we can virtually meet. Even in our walkthroughs right now, obviously, we're a mask, and we're trying to make sure the process of that that we're social distancing. Um, you know, as we enter the field, it's it's it, everything you do is different. Everything it's. You know, normally every, everybody will come to the field. They'll all be there together putting their cleats on. We can't do that anymore. Everybody's got to bring their own water. We have staging areas. You know, each kind of each position group kind of has a staging area that they set their stuff up. And that's, that's kind of where they go. That's where they – and, you know, we leave the field staggered. We enter the field staggered. We have more drills set up now than we probably ever have to eliminate anybody just standing around on the sideline. Um, you know, and so it, it, there's so many things, and I'll say this, our training staff's unbelievable. Um, and I know with every school on this call, for everybody, there has been so much time and effort and energy put into planning, scheduling, to keep our kids and our staff healthy and safe. And it's been a ton, and, it, and I'll be honest, we it changes daily because we get new information and we're navigating this as we go. Um, but it's very different, we, we don't meet in person. Um, we are going to try to use our gymnasium at night where we can social distance and mask. The two things for camp for me are ball and team. I've always told our team it's about ball and it's about team. And so, uh, to find a way to come together um, at some point, we can't really have meals together like we used to. We, we're going to use our gymnasium, hopefully, uh, where we can truly social distance and get some things accomplished and, and do some walkthroughs and stuff in the evening. But other than that, we'll be virtually meeting and trying to do everything the best we can with the facilities we have, which nobody in America has the facilities of social distance meetings. It's impossible. Nobody has that. I mean, you know, you, you got to find a way to stagger your schedule. You just got to go virtual. We chose to go virtual um, just because the time of day to get all that done would be a, would be a bigger headache than, than what it's worth. So we're trying to keep everybody safe and healthy and play the game we love. And that's a fine balance right now. And I think everybody in America knows it. Um, and that's our goal right now. Coach was asked about the preseason defensive player of the year, Bryson Armstrong. Again, Bryson uh, earned this honor for the third consecutive season. Coach touches on his humility, and as Coach says here in just a second, he doesn't speak often, but when he does, everybody listens. And it sure seems like 2020 is going to be another big year for Bryson Armstrong. Well, I think what makes Bryson special is a lot of things. I think, you know, he has an innate ability to – um, some guys just have that natural ability to be around the ball and do things instinctively um, and be at the right place at the right time. Um, we'd like to say it's all coaching, but <laughs> we know he's got some God-given talents um, that, uh, that that he's been unbelievable with in his career here. I wish we had him for more time. Um, it's hard to believe that this is his, this is his, fifth, uh, his fourth season, but fifth year being here. Um, but he's an unbelievable talent, unbelievable player. But I think what makes him – even more special is he's humble. He's one of the hardest workers on our team. 
Um, he's a team guy. It's never about him. And all honesty, you wouldn't know he's even out there because he's not going to say too many words. Now, when he speaks, everybody's going to listen. Um, but he's so humble. He's such a hard worker. And I think that's what makes him really special. Kids respect him. Um, and I think from a leadership standpoint, that's really it. He's going to be a more lead-by-example guy than he is going to be necessarily a vocal guy. That's personality. And I think people respect the way he goes about his business, how hard he practices. Yeah, they see the production on the field. There's no better way to lead than that. So um, I don't expect anything but the best from Bryson uh, this year. Um, the way he goes about his business, I would expect that, and I think he would expect that. And uh, we're excited for him and for – for the defense and for his leadership for this fall. I think a lot of times, based off what I've heard from an outside perspective, when people think Kennesaw State is really good, they think, oh, it's because they run the option and they can recruit the Atlanta area. They do those two things, you're guaranteed to win. That's not necessarily the case. I think, yes, those are big parts of it, but as Coach touches on this answer as to reasons why KSU has been able to build this program to the level that it has, it has to do with the fact that Culture is greater than scheme. Most coaches will attest to that. So at KSU, it's not the spread option. It's not the 4-2-5 defense. It's eat. Eat comes first. Effort, attitude, and toughness comes over option, comes over the 4-2-5. And I think if you do eat well in relation to those schemes, that's when you have 10-11 win seasons over and over again. You go deep into the playoffs. You are the most successful startup program in college football history. Here's Coach Bo on culture over scheme. I'm a firm believer that culture beats scheme every day. People like to talk about where you're a spread option, you're a 4 2 5, or you're spread. What we've really worked hard was our culture. And day one, it was about winning championships. It was about winning the Big South and winning the National Championship. That's day one. That's before we, I mean, ever played a game. That's what we talked about. That's what we envisioned. And I'll be honest with you, we want to be in that conversation when you talk about the elite programs of FCS football. We want to be in that conversation. We want to be talked about in that light. And, you know, we're going to continue to work for that and continue to work in that direction. But I think it's just really about our kids and our program and how we've uh, gone about our business. And it's really more – I think the inside piece of the culture uh, with a great staff that does an unbelievable job. we got great kids that believe in one another and believe in their staff. And that's, that's how we're built, you know, and um, I, a lot of people talk about, we all, we run this and we do that, but um, I firmly believe that's what's given us a chance to really, really be successful. And hopefully we can continue on that path and, and, and get in that conversation at the end of the year. So I'm going to take a step back on this one and hand it over to John Bednarowski of the Marietta Daily Journal. I'm sure you're familiar with his work on KSU football throughout the season. So here you go, John. Here's your five seconds of fame, bud. Morning, Coach. Morning, John. Uh, most of uh, everybody has already asked some of the questions I wanted to ask, so we'll do this. Uh, I know that uh, uh, we've had some uh, talks about uh, potential opening opponents and things like that. We've got uh, four holes on the schedule. I know that the Big South is going to uh, meet about scheduling this week, but have we got any updates on uh, potential opponents to fill the spot against uh, Point or Alabama State? No, not right now. Uh, we don't have any updates on, on, on any of that at this point in time. Um, I think everything's still kind of out there um, to see what, what may come available. And, and, and there's a good chance there's going to be some 
I won't call them holes, but there may be weeks we we don't play um, just based on um, you know having a, a opponent available for that opportunity. So uh, no updates right now. To wrap it up with Coach, he was asked a question about the redshirt rule that went into effect last year of players playing up to four games and maintaining their redshirt heading into the next season. But the answer he gave, I was not expecting at all. And it speaks to the fact that, in my humble opinion, the teams that will succeed this season across any sport, doesn't have to be KSU football, it's volleyball, soccer, everything that's going to happen here in the fall, are the ones with the most foresight through a very muddy picture. This is an example of what Coach is about to say of controlling what you can control and not being paralyzed by things that are outside your realm. And I think he presents some really good ideas. Well, this is, I'll tell you this, Rick, this is what I told our staff and our, and I, you know, I really said it to our kids yet, but because I, I don't really need to right now, but I told our staff, I said, you know, you guys on defense better learn how to coach every position. You guys on offense better learn how to coach every position because you don't know when something's going to happen and I may not be able to coach for two weeks. Somebody on defense might not be able to coach for two weeks. And in the same breath, you better get every kid out there ready to play. Whether they're a freshman, a sophomore, a junior, a senior, you better get every one of them ready to play. Because you don't know what's going to happen and when, and and, and so we got to go coach them all. Uh, we we normally do, but I think normally for for most of the freshmen, we're not as worried about their progression. But we're going to go. We always coach them all, but we're probably going to be a little more deliberate about that. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Coca-Cola, the official beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. It's also presented by Wellstar at Wellstar Health System. Their mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every person they serve. Their vision is to deliver world-class health care to every person, every time. It's Inside the Nest looking back at Tuesday's Big South Media Day in which Coach Brian Bohannon, linebacker Bryson Armstrong, and quarterback Tommy Bryant took part for KSU. So we just heard all from Coach Bo. He touched on a wide-ranging amount of subjects related to looking back at the offseason and then now practices of what the team is doing through its walkthroughs to maintain its safety as well as find some cohesion despite the distance. So let's switch it over to the players with quarterback Tommy Bryant and linebacker Bryson Armstrong, the preseason player of the year on the defensive side for the third consecutive season here in the Big South. We'll start with Tommy presented with a question where do you pick up after where you left off last season when you came in to become a starter when Daniel Davis was injured against Campbell? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, honestly, you know, going into uh, going into the season, uh, I was prepared as if I was going to be the starting quarterback and uh, and in, in, in the next game. And you know, I've seen it so many times with previous quarterbacks here. You know, Trey White going down and Chandler stepping up and then Chandler going down and Daniel Davis stepping up. So it was nothing new that uh, that I, I, I wasn't I wasn't ready for. So I felt like I, I was comfortable in just about every game I played. And not only is Tommy a familiar name in the offseason, it was announced that former KSU quarterback Chandler Burks returned to Kennesaw to be the new quarterback's coach. And Tommy's asked about what that's like being coached by someone who you actually went through practicing games with just a few years ago. It's pretty much the same uh, when when he was here because I looked at him as a coach on the field. Uh, he, he taught me so much while he was here. 
And now I guess it's a little bit more intense and a little bit more uh, upbeat about things uh, from him. So back to Bryson Armstrong, the preseason player of the year in the Big South. He had 95 tackles, three and a half sacks, 12 tackles for a loss, poised for a big year in 2020. And I think he's one of those steady, consistent players that it doesn't matter what effects COVID-19 has in this 2020 season. One thing you can go to the bank with is Bryson Armstrong leading the team in tackles this season. And we'll start out with, again, Bryson's humility. Coach Bo touched on it when he was asked about what makes Bryson so special. And I don't have to say much to Bryson's answer. I'll let it speak for itself. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, really the only thing I have to say is just how thankful I am to um, have the Lord and Savior that I have and uh, the teammates and coaches that I have. Um, I wish everyone that played football had the opportunity to be able to play with uh, on the same field as the guys you know I've gotten to now and, and in the past. So um, I want to thank those guys that I play with now, those guys that I played with in the past, and uh, the coaching staff, obviously, um, you guys know. Coach Bo, how great of a coach he is. Um, it's even different when, um, you know, you're playing for him and um, all the defense coordinators I've had in the past. Um, it really, like Coach Bo said, uh, he kind of was, kind of was kidding. Um, you know, it's all because of them. It really is. Um, I obviously would not be the player, half the player I am um, without those guys. So thank you guys. So my heart really went out to our spring sports teams this past spring when COVID-19 cut those seasons shorts, as well as the incoming high school seniors that didn't have that typical fun last part of their senior year that was taken away. So the question presented to Bryson is, you've had this outstanding career and you get ready for your senior season, but then here's COVID-19. However, Bryson being Bryson seems optimistic about it anyway. It's kind of a shock, um, kind of not, not just to me, but to everyone. Um, in the in the world, really, uh, we're all kind of going through the same thing right now. But um, you know, it's, it's of course it's got to be my senior year. It happens, but um, I think we'll get through it. You know, everything will be okay, and we'll have a we'll have a season this year, hopefully, and um, finish strong. A question that doesn't come up all that often in media days is a question to a player about one of his teammates. Coach Bohannon was asked from a reporter from Alabama about an Alabama native, Chance Bates, earlier. I decided to let Bryson speak to his teammate because uh, you can tell what type of leader Bryson is when he's asked about himself. He doesn't want to elaborate that much, but when you're asked about a teammate, he goes really in-depth here on Chance Bates. Yeah, he's, a, he's an incredible player. I remember when uh, we were recruiting him and Coach Newberry was telling me all, he was so excited about this guy. He was like telling me how he, he should be playing the FBS level, how, how big he is, how strong he is. And he really is a big, strong, physical linebacker. Um, you know, he fits that Mike, that Mike Backer role pretty, pretty well. Um, he's a good leader, uh, communicates well on the field. And I expect nothing but, um, you know, the best for him. Uh, he's, he's had a great two years and um, he's only getting better. And last but not least, both of these leaders are asked about their leadership. What's different this year? How have you embraced these freshmen that prior to now you really didn't get a chance to see much of? Most of this stuff has been through Zoom. So with Bryson, he looks back to when he was a freshman and tries to put his arm around some guys, you know, proverbially right now. We got to maintain our six foot social distance. And then with Tommy Bryant, when he starts his answer, I was a little unsure of where it was going to go. But again, 
don't rush to judgment. Let the full answer play out. And I think it's a very thoughtful and a very interesting answer, specifically from a quarterback. So we'll get the answer on what leadership looks like now for Bryson and then Tommy. Yeah, I just uh, I try to, to build a relationship with uh, the young guys on the team and uh, to make sure they know what's going on. I know I remember when I got here in freshman year, I was that typical big guy freshman that uh, kind of didn't know what to do. So just kind of calming them down and knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm here for them. Uh, I like to um, think that everyone on the team knows that, you know, I'd do anything for them. And, you know, if they ever need anything, um, just call me. And just to know that I'm someone to talk to and uh, build a relationship with them. The footwork here and the mechanics are just totally different from, you know, what we're accustomed to when we come from high school. Uh, so, you know, when you get here, you know, you're just trying to stay above water uh, as a as a freshman, especially as a quarterback. Uh, and the way we practice is just so up-tempo and, and upbeat that, you know, you kind of just, you know, like I said, it's trying to stay above water. So I just let them know, you know, just stay calm and, and, and take your time and just see everything for what it is. And, uh, you know, I let them know that I've been in there and every quarterback that's come through has been in those shoes. So I let them know that they're not alone and they do have somebody they can come to. So let's look back at what stood out to me at the 2020 Big South Football Media Day. As always, Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State University Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. Again, I'm Nolan Alexander. If you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Nest, please rate it, like it, leave a review as well. And if you haven't already, consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. The links to all of those platforms are available at ksuowls.com slash podcasts. So until next week, go Owls.